Hi, my name is Sean Taylor. That's my friend Chris Ford, a.k.a. The Objective Geek of YouTube and Twitter fame. And this week we are, well, we're always Avatar The Last Podcasters, but this week especially we're very Avatar The Last Podcasters-y, and we are talking about Book 1 from The Legend of Korra. Book 1, Air, Chapter 3. It's called The Revelation, and it's a pretty wild episode. But before we do that, Chris, how you been? What you been up to? Anything crazy happened to you this week? Nothing crazy at all. It's been a pretty uh, boring week. Yeah, just got got a lot of random stuff going on right now. Just uh, clean up the house, stuff like that. Dealing with, uh, there's uh, bats in my belfry. But, uh, (laughs) literally... (laughs) Oh, for real? I thought you were just like a uh, like a Batman colloquialism. No, it's funny because <laughs> I mean they're not. They're, they just happen to be one in, in there, but still got to get it all taken care of so they don't come back. But it's fine. So in in Batman Year One, in Batman comic book, right? There's a Bruce Wayne isn't Batman yet. He's like he's gone out. He, he's tried to stop crime his own way, but like he ends up inadvertently getting stabbed by. And maybe also shot by a police officer. Anyway, he he makes it back home, and he's sitting in Wayne Manor, sitting in his chair, bleeding. And he's like, um, like there's a bell right by the side, and he's just like talking to his dad. He's like, "Father, I'm not gonna go another second if you don't send me a sign on the path I need to go down. Like, I could ring this bell, and Alfred will attend to my wounds, but I refuse to if." I don't have any like aim or focus on, on how to accomplish what I want to accomplish. So he's pretty much there. He's pretty much ready to die because <laughs> he, because he's failing so far. And then like right at that moment, a bat crashes through his, through his study, through his window and he says, yes, father, I shall become a bat. Like <laughs> if that was me, like, yes, father, I shall become an exterminator and get rid of these bats. <laughs> I shall become a window repairman and help the world yeah. that way. And then Dad's like, "No, no, no, that's not." Uh, hey, son, this is better than becoming a vigilante who, it's, who uh, make a decent who wage, risk, an honest who risk living. his life every day. Uh, with all due respect to Batman Begins, that is a much more interesting origin story, in my opinion, than falling down a well. Just me personally, I don't know. I kind of like it. Um, in are you? I forget. Now I'm gonna say it out loud on the podcast, and we're streaming live. Hey, we're also live today. That's pretty exciting. Are you also still like kind of in house, uh, house repairish mode, that sort of thing? Uh, yeah. I started painting a room, not even painting, just touching it up, and I hate painting. And I was like five minutes in, I was like, I feel so bad for Chris. <laughs> Like five minutes into the easiest, it's this empty wall right over here, and it's the easiest thing. But I hate painting so much. I was like, I feel awful for Chris right now. That's usually I don't even hate painting all that much, but I painted my deck, which is it's just never paint your deck. It's it's the most annoying thing because decks have that little like fence part. And you got to get all up in the crevices. You got to get each side. And it is just it took me probably eight hours to paint the deck. One night I was up to like. I was like, you know what, forget it. I'm just going to finish it. I was up until 2 o'clock outside, had like a lamp on. That sounds awful. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to. 
You know, I did that two nights in a row, actually. The first night I was there out there till like 1230. And I was like, this is terrible. And for some reason, the second night, maybe I got into a good groove. I was listening to uh, Shadow of Ki- Rise of Kyoshi. And so I was pretty, and it was a nice breeze. That was probably the best it's been. Like your mind was was uh, occupied and you weren't super uncomfortable and it was still the worst chore in history. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm sure there's worse chores on uh, being dramatic, but. Yeah. Which reminds me, like it, it was like my muscles are hurting, but I was, I was thinking to myself, like, what did I even do? And then it reminded me of a Karate Kid, which I just finished Cobra Kai season two. Yeah, Sean, you should give it a watch. It's uh. It's good. I'm that, astounded. Although, that show does not look like it has any right <laughs> to not suck. It has a really good sense, uh, a really good dichotomy or dynamic between who is a good guy, who's a bad guy, um, which is really interesting. There's one major fault in in the show, and and specifically in the writing, is that the show falls apart oftentimes throughout pretty much every episode if just two characters have a conversation together <laughs> like there's just so much miscommunication and it's at first you're like all right it's not that big a deal but it just happens it over like and a over terrible again. sitcom the way you've just just like anytime a husband and a wife like casually communicate and that causes problems that create an episode climax no it'll be like um johnny from cobra kai if he would have just talked to Danny LaRusso, LaRusso, who who is the karate kid, they would have just like had this conversation of like, oh hey, I'm training your son. Oh hey, oh okay. Oh, your son's staying with me. Like, it wouldn't create any animosity between the two. And then and other times this have happened. Like one girl is she I don't want to ruin it for anyone who's gonna watch it. Go watch it. I do think season two ended on a really great cliffhanger that reminded me a lot of how book two of Avatar ends. It's not the same level of Avatar, just reminded me of it. Like It ends on this dire note of like, okay, I want to see more. I'm now invested in, in where these uh, characters go. Just, that, it's, uh, yeah. It does, it, it pisses me off in movies when it, me and Heather will be watching a movie and I, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but I feel like rom-coms are usually the biggest culprit where I'll be like, if they would have just said this thing, there would be no movie and I'd get yeah. my life back. And <laughs> when that happens and it'll still like be an okay movie and I'm just being an ass cause I wanted to watch something else. But I, I will watch Cobra Kai. I trust your judgment. And, uh, but first I'm going to finish my hero academia. I'm up to like, it's like the third time I've tried to watch it. And then <laughs> Never anything. Good. Watch speci- that. Nothing ever specifically turns me off. It just seems like something else pops up. Like now, the thing that's going to pop up is going to be football. If football, <laughs> you know, happens and continues, it's going to happen. But on episode twelve, and I really do like it. Um, I like everything about it. I think the only my you're only on is, episode twelve. <laughs> I'm only on episode twelve, but this is like in a week. But this is in nothing has even really two. happened yet, especially compared to so much stuff that happens. It's Gosh, on you gotta, you gotta get. <laughs> the the only qualm that I have, and I think the thing that does irk me sometimes is is the dialogue, and I think it's supposed to be that way. It's supposed to be like kind of a meta commentary on anime, in sort of the campy 
dumb dialogue and stuff, the the horrible monologues even. Um, but I th- I think it's supposed to be that way. It does get on my nerves sometimes, but that's uh, I'm that's a very minor complaint I have. It's not a, not de- detracting me at all. So um, that's what I'm doing right now. But on the other point, that's just been like 12 episodes this week, and I've also had a pretty big week. Uh, my first day at my new job is Friday, so the day before we put this out for real, unless you're watching it live, which I doubt because I have like two followers on Twitch. I, <laughs> but Friday is my first day of my new job, and so uh, this week I wanted to like make a video while I had some time. So I, I downloaded a new software that I'll be using at my job. Um, but it's like a real software that you have to pay for. And I didn't want to do that because it's very expensive. So I just downloaded the free trial and it was Use 30 your company funds. I, I wish, right? Like, Hey, can I borrow my company laptop early? No, uh, it's called Camtasia and I downloaded it. It said 30 day free trial, which to me implies that you have 30 days to use the full product, right? Is that how you would assume that yeah. if you saw it, like you get the full experience, just 30 days, that's it. So I made this video, and I'm I'm very proud of it. I think it's one of the better videos I have ever made. Uh, it's pretty thorough. It's pretty nice. Little audio issue here and there, but nothing crazy. And I posted it on YouTube. I was so proud. I posted it direct to YouTube, and it has the horrible like big watermark on it, like the whole screen. Like I didn't know that it was gonna have. The, I did all this work. I can't <laughs> get it off in any way, shape, or form. I googled everything, and the only ways was like some shady, but... some shady downloading and hacking or paying $260 for the software. It's more expensive because it's an e-learning software. So you can make videos, but you can also make like videos with quizzes and it's like training course kind of videos. Do you know what I'm, does that make sense? Like the videos with the interactive elements. That's why it's way more expensive, but I got all the way in and I was so proud. And then I clicked on it on YouTube to watch it and it had the horrible watermark. Just the entire screen is awful, but (laughs) I'm really proud of the video, so I just put a disclaimer in my description, and I'm leaving it up there, and I'm going to work this week. Feel good, because I, I, I know how to use that software. Very proud. So watch my video, but just ignore the big, like, middle <laughs> third of the screen. Go do that for me. That was my week. I'm very excited, though. Big day. Big week. Before we jump into episodes, Chris, uh, two weeks ago, we did, like, fan appreciation and then neither one of us knew how to pull up the comments the way that we, we thought we did. It. We, I think we recovered nicely, but we, we intended to pull up more comments um, that we had gotten direct Facebook, and we couldn't figure out how to do it on our phones. So I'm going to uh, give you a minute if you would like to, to read off some other comments here that we probably missed on our fan appreciation episode. All right, yes. Uh, Alejandro, shout out to him. He just wanted to give us a quick shout out on on. Twitter saying, hey, I just want to say, guys, I'm a huge fan of you and Sean Shaler and love your podcast. Thank you, Alejandro. We greatly appreciate it. Like, you have no no idea. Uh, and then, okay, what the heck? What happened to all the messages that I had on here? <laughs> How do they all go away? Uh, we oh, had such away. a good start. No, I got it. Never mind. I got it. Okay. okay. There was one from, on Instagram, the librarian. Um, he messages us to say, hey, uh, enjoyed binging our episodes while at work. That's great to hear. He says, "Can't wait to hear you. Can't wait to hear you get into Cora." Um, so yeah, so thank you. He goes on to say a couple other things. So thank you, the librarian. <laughs> then greeting animals uh, says, 
I forgot to pay homage. Uh, he just sent us a message. It wasn't really like a great or anything, but <laughs> thank you for sending us messages. Uh, Brian Watson. Did he have Did he have a critique that you should share? I'm I'm open to hearing critiques on. on... No. No, he was just, just sharing with us, just sharing with us a meme oh, okay. about. No, but that's great. Send us uh-huh. memes. We love memes, absolutely. The, you know what? Grading animals. What a perfect show to do that for. Uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender. Grading animals. Yeah. Uh, Barry, is it Barry Swatson or Barry Swatson? I've always assumed it's Barry yeah. S. Watson, but I'm not sure. But uh, mm, I know we right. did for sure yeah. talk about him on Fan Appreciation. He's talked oh, to us well, a thank few you. times. Yep. Cool. And then it's Ronnie Lamar Jr. Uh, he he's uh, very active with us, always sending us good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, R. J. Lamar, which I feel like it's the same person. I think it is. Uh, yeah, I believe so. Um, and <laughs> he's also, big into the head-to-heads. He always has good head-to-head suggestions. Yes. For yes. Yeah. So so thank you all. Uh, we all we me and Sean greatly appreciate it. You have no idea. Like this is just a little podcast. It's uh, oftentimes so hearing from you all is a great joy and it fills our heart with great joy to be redundant i always assume that most of our listeners are from chris's channel and they probably are but i mean like in an accidental way like 99 percent of our podcast listeners are just like have it on autoplay and it just goes to a podcast after it runs out of everything else uh so when people comment <laughs> yeah when people comment, that kind of validates it for me. It's like, even if they're doing it, they're clearly leaving it on, and that makes me feel really good. So thanks a lot. We really are extremely grateful. Hey, uh, I, I forgot, this, but this seems like a good segue and a good time to... Is somebody calling you right now? <laughs> no. I don't, I don't check my app. I don't check my um, tablet that much on Facebook. So I went to Facebook and just a bunch of notifications popped up uh go ahead well i'm going to interject i meant to do this earlier but it's a nice segue to issue a public apology to our non-youtube listeners who last week uh (laughs) i this was not like a clever ruse or anything i swear and it really wasn't that clever if it was but i've been uh, attempting kind of a soft soft opening of another podcast a pokemon podcast with another friend and it's been a lot cheats of cheats on this podcast with that podcast. I do. And on that podcast, uh, I don't know how to say this because, you know, they're both animation, but they're extremely opposite because this podcast is thoughtful and this show is extremely <laughs> detailed and that's what makes it work. If you've ever watched Pokemon, you'll understand that it's not a good show. <laughs> but, but that makes for delightful podcast material. Long story short, I accidentally put a Pokemon podcast um as the audio only version of of our avatar the last podcasters podcast so if you went to spotify and tried to listen to it and were listening to pokemon and you just like happened to hate pokemon or something like that uh i'm really sorry it was a uh, it was an accident I, I could say it won't happen again but I, when i recreated my steps to see what happened i'm like oh yeah that could definitely it could definitely happen again but i'll try really hard to not let that happen Oh, speaking of which, I just now checked our Apple our Apple uh, channel. So we've got two new reviews, Sean. Two new reviews. Apple I'm excited. Is, Apple's big. <laughs> Apple drives the algorithm. Yeah. Let's hear them. So here's one from Chikori123 on 7-31-2020. So it hasn't been, what day? Is, oh, no, it's September now. It's been over a what? month. Okay. What, what? Was that July? Yeah. <laughs> 
we're not Apple people, so, though. Neither one of us. I, I, <laughs> I have iTunes for what it's worth. But please continue to yeah, leave. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> leave stuff on on that. I check it every now and then, like now. I will. Try, I will try to check it more often. All right, so it says, love the podcast. I've been listening to the podcast ever since I finished At Love a few months ago. You guys bring new topics to the table and always give me new stuff to think about, even if I don't agree with everything. Love the YouTube channel, too. Keep up the great work. Thank you, Chikori. Really appreciate it. And I love that you don't agree with us, even though you love uh, with us with everything, even though you love the channel. That's what I. That's kind of what I strive for, is to have good, thoughtful conversations and debate, respectful. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, very still very respectful. Thank, Thank you. you so much. That was a stellar review. I appreciate it. Oh, here's a pretty long one. Ah, I, I like long messages for some reason. Oh, that was a five five out of five star review. That previous one. Yes, five stars. Sorry, I keep doing visual uh, <laughs> things on our podcast. I pumped my fist. <laughs> uh, this one is from Games, also on July thirty first. Five star review. Tales of the Avatar podcast. After Atla came on Netflix, I was determined to find an Avatar rewatch podcast accompanying my binging and need for digesting my thoughts and excitement. I'm not kidding when I say I listened to every possible Avatar podcast out there to figure out which one was best. At the end of my experimentation, Avatar The Last Podcasters came out victorious. Question mark. Am I just adding the emphasis there? I think I'm going to cry a little bit. Now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> This podcast gets back to the heart of what podcasts are for. Two friends chatting casually about something they're passionate about. Thank you. That's exactly what, what we strive for. Tugging my heartstrings, right? Especially because I'm wearing a sweater. <laughs> a sweater that my friend got me. And I, know, I did not. I, I didn't I had to point it out just in case. I'm not doing the hair I'm not doing the hair right now though. That's too much. Yeah. It's just really cold today. <laughs> He continues, Chris's in-depth knowledge and objective analysis coupled with Sean's love for all hilarity makes a perfect combo for a great podcast. Plus, Jamie's surprising us from time to time as a regular guest, Jutara Rap and Zuko Advocate adds so much. It reminds us how this show has brought together many types of fans from all ages, backgrounds, and ships. Zutara and Katang United. Finally caught up to the present and can't wait for more. Thank you. That's amazing. Games. Games. That's Thank fantastic. you. Thank you very much. I love it when reviews acknowledge Jamie because it's a reminder to me. Like, <laughs> you know, it's good to have a Zutara ship. Like, it's a big enough pool out there that needs represented. So, yeah, it's it's good when people recognize. Like, yeah, you guys need that. <laughs> Thank you for those. Those are extremely meaningful, both in a sentimental way and then to the the magical internet algorithm that makes things go. Um, I know those iTunes um, star reviews are, are extremely important to that. So thank you so much. That's amazing. Yes, and that's uh, yeah. That's all I got for now. Thanks, thanks for I'll fan appreciation any... take. There's never too much fan appreciation. Fan appreciation take two. Uh, appreciation take two was a rousing success. Yes, if only I'd read <laughs> fan appreciation season. I mean, take one could have been so much better and all encompassing. Right. Nobody hated too hard on that episode, so I feel like they forgave us. Like, no, you know what? In in some ways, they're still young. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. And then, yeah, and I don't think anyone has mentioned mentioned your uh, your mess up on on that on that one. The thing is, I went to go listen to it myself because every now and then I'm a uh, what's the word for not 
you're uh, your own harshest critic, kind of right. Like you're doing, yeah. you're like watching game film. Is that where you're getting at? Of your like no, watching I think, your own game film. I think I was really bored. <laughs> that sounds bad to say about your own podcast. <laughs> what is my podcast? I already, I already, I already said the words. There, if it's podcast is like really good, and I feel like it was really good, I go back and listen to it. Um, but this one, I was just like, right, I just need something in the background. And yeah, I kind of just judge stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, why does this music sound familiar, but it's not the right music? <laughs> it's the Pokemon theme. <laughs> like, dun, 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 dun. I'm just like, what is... That was just, just, uh, like, that was like... just last week, right? <laughs> like, now I'm hoping that I replaced the right yeah. one. I think that was just last week. And it's like, hi, my name is Sean Shaler, and this is... Jesse Loves. I'm sorry, Oh yeah, and then yeah, it's like hmm, I'm not on, I'm not on this, and yeah, I, t- I send you a message saying, "Is this your way of uh, getting me to listen to your other podcasts?" <laughs> I'd say it was clever, but it wasn't intentional, which therefore defies the clever part. Um, Jesse, I've I've asked him before. He's a big Avatar: The Last Airbender fan as well, and I've asked him to come on this show. I think it'd be cool to have some LGBTQ plus representation on this show at some point so we'll get him on here as a special guest i think tremendous natural speaking voice kind of hard to uh, uh what do i want to say here uh i don't even know where i want to go with this he he is really we, we go on so many tangents you and i go on tangents but we still have a direction it's like when i'm talking with jesse i can't rein myself in it just it goes all over the place and it's really hard to rain, but in a good way. It's been a lot of fun. So we'll get him over here someday, I think. Definitely. With that, I think that we have all the random odds and ends of apologies <laughs> and fan appreciations and big weeks out of the way. Let's let's jump to the revelation. The revelation. Uh, yeah. Pro Benny term. Yeah, so... Mako and Bolin and Core, they're all training, which I, I do like seeing them uh, train. And Core. Side note here Core, people underestimate Korra a, a lot of times, but Korra doesn't need all four elements to give someone the business, <laughs> I've noticed. Which I love, I love when she's just fighting people. She's really strong, but she like pushes the ball at Mako, he falls over. <laughs> Like, oh man, there was this one girl. If you check my Twitter, um, there's this girl on 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 Twitter who, it's like, she works out. I don't know if she's a muscle builder or anything, but she looks like a dead ringer for core, but just like slightly, like more built. I'm just like, oh my gosh, like, she one thing she's, uh, uh, so <laughs> I looked around <laughs> because I was about to compliment another woman in my own house, and I don't do that. Um, You're right. There's something. I, I like there's my... something different about that. Yeah, but <laughs> this but yeah, is a safe, uh, wife-free podcast. Neither one of our wives have any interest in listening to this ever. So you're safe. <laughs> um. Anyway, she's she's nice looking and strong, very much like Cora. Um. And she she looks a lot like Cora. Like I think that's the closest live action like resemblance of Cora. Just natural that that you'll get. Um. Anyway, don't know where my point was going for. Anyway, back to the show. They need money for a lot of stuff. They need money to get entry fee into the tournament. About thirty thousand. I forget what the currency you, you is. Wants, you, you, 
Sounds right. Yuan. Is that a real currency? But then I know the. It's not familiar to me from from reality, but I'm I'm not a currency whiz by any means. Yeah, I'm not either. That was my worst part of college. I I did not like international. Uh, I know. Yeah, I'm I pretty good no. at pesos, but that's I'm, that sounds like I'm joking. No, I actually am decent at pesos, but that's literally the only one that I have any other notion of. I'm afraid. Me too. But that um, and and Colombian dollar. Oh yeah. Very, oh, because this is our We're, time at. at we know a thing or two about the <laughs> Colombian dollar. I should know more about yen because yeah. I import a lot of Japanese video game stuff, but I don't. I just pay the fine and or pay the fine. I pay the bill and just let it go. I wonder if someone like why are they, why do they know Colombian dollar? Like, are they into <laughs> into like cartels? It sounds like we're into cocaine. Which, <laughs> I swear, yeah, if coffee. you listened to last week's episode, we definitively affront the fact that we're not into cocaine. So go back to listen to that. <laughs> we're just fans of shoes. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't sound a lot bad. It sounds like we're stuffing coke into shoes. Yes, yeah, it sounds like a cover up. It's now. a front. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. I don't work there anymore. <laughs> where not you, many people work there. Where <laughs> that's true. Where you were going was that Cora, like, underappreciated for her physical abilities, which at this part, you know, at this point doesn't seem like an important note, but obviously in this season, it becomes wildly important at a certain point, so. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, anyway, they need some money, and uh, Bolin decides to get some money. Well, he first tries to get more money by uh, doing a... a circus ad pretty much with Pabu and he makes just like a little bit just <laughs> I think he makes like one Pabu, yeah. yeah street performing with Pabu yeah um, and then Mako goes oh a guy comes around from the triads mm-hmm. like hey Lonnie Boltzolt needs some help come on and you can get paid so he goes there to get paid um, but he doesn't show up but the next day because Mako he goes and works at the power plant lightning bending energy which is really interesting that they that's what lightning bending turns into like it's uh which that's what would happen in the real world if someone can just create inner light just electricity like hey let's just harness that right like yeah take that uh take that movie where you can't create your own fire right <laughs> is that in the, in the Shyamalan movie only the yeah. fire lord does but, it you know what yeah, I didn't. I didn't mind it. Iroh was the one that was able to uh, create his own fire. No, I agree, and that's kind of like a, whatever person asked that question. I totally forget. I think Dion asked that question about um, you know beyond Korra, what would what yeah. would be different or whatever. It's like, well, at some point, these lightning bending people are going to go on strike, and then they're going to be replaced by some <laughs> lightning creation machine. <laughs> I don't know how that works. <laughs> you know what would be interesting if we got like a Nikola, a Nikola Tesla type of character. Which I feel like Varric is more of the uh, Hiroshi Sato is the Henry Ford character, uh, right? He makes the automobile. Yeah. Varric is. I mean, the closest thing I think about Varric is Tony Stark. That's fake. I can't think of a. I mean, maybe Nikola. Te- uh, mm, I see. I would say the other. Like, if anything, Varric is more. Uh, what's the the actual uh, Edison? Edison. I, I'm sorry, I'm drawing a blank. Because he's got like more of the salesman appeal, like he True. he's gonna yeah. be one to take the credit, even though yeah. <laughs> what's that? Yeah. 
What's the name of the elephant? Have we talked about this before? It's in like a card game. The name of the elephant that Thomas Edison electrocuted to prove a point about uh, direct oh, current what? versus alternating. And the, the elephant had a name, and I don't remember what it I, was. It's not I important. Have no idea. It's totally how did, I, how did I not know about this? I went to my my middle school was named after Thomas Edison. They don't tell you that. No, they probably leave that part out. Well, I mean, <laughs> as we're... You know, uh, You've probably been aware much longer than me, but all these other things that they don't tell us in schools <laughs> about people that yeah. schools are named after. Uh, no, it, he, like, to demonstrate that Tesla's was, like, more dangerous or something, he's like, look, I can use Tesla's electricity, which was, like, alternating or direct. I don't remember which is which. I'm not an engineer. To And I can kill this elephant, and it could happen to you in your home if you use that guy's electricity. And he electrocuted mm. an elephant, and it had a name, and that makes me really sad for some reason. Yeah. Speaking of uh, Tesla and Edison's rivalry, um, which is plays a minor part in the movie The Prestige, which is an amazing movie. It is a movie that I did not think I was going to like even a little bit, and it turns out that I really <laughs> liked it a whole lot, actually. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you borrowed my copy of it because I was, I was probably pushing it hard because I and tell everyone all the time it's like amazing. Now yeah. I own a copy and I just if you when you explain the premise of the movie up front, I'm like that sounds like Cobra Kai. Like that sounds like an awful oh, yeah. movie. <laughs> there's Tesla. The thing and is, there's it's magic. I was thinking it's a lot like Cobra Kai in, in the sense that um, it's all about like two men's robberies and how things just escalate and escalate it i there's something maybe at the time i was like whatever he just liked christian bale because he's batman so he's making me yeah, watch it and so it's like it's probably garbage but i'll watch it for him i watch it. it's like shit that was amazing <laughs> sorry big, uh, big tangent but hey that's a great story and a great comparison here of varic <laughs> and um um, I already forgot Hiroshi Sato being Henry Ford. Yeah, Hiroshi Sato definitely but Henry Ford. Someday a... Tesla, their Tesla is going to come along, and he's going to replace mm. he's going to replace these lightning benders, and tech will move on, and bending will be slowly forgotten. Maybe I don't know. That'll be a fun episode sometime. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So Mako and Cora tries to track down Bolin. They come across some chi blockers, and oh. One thing, I love this scene here, because this scene, like, this is the first time we've seen a really high-stakes, high-speed chase. Because um, in Avatar, no one can... I mean, Aang is, like, the fastest person, but he he doesn't use that oftentimes in, like, chases and stuff. Even the episode The Chase, it's a very, like, slow chase. <laughs> it's very... <laughs> it's not even... It's more of a... I don't know, I can't even... You conjure the, these images the of, like, classic comedy chase scenes in your head, and then it's just a giant tank chasing a bison. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which now reminds me of a John Mulaney joke about how, how, like, he's walking in the subway late at night, and there's a girl <laughs> in front of him. <laughs> and he's like... And then she starts... <laughs> and then she starts walking fast, and and I think she's walking fast because she like, like hears the train, even though I don't hear the train, and so I'm walking fast and I'm gaining on her. Maybe she can feel it in her feet, like a Native American or something. Yeah. And I got and I forgot that and while I'm running, I forget that. Oh yeah, 
men sometimes rape women every now and then. <laughs> She's running from me. And I want to tell her she doesn't have to be afraid of me. I'm just like some schmuck. But then that's even worse of me chasing her down, grabbing her, telling her, I'm not going to rape you. I'm a little boy. I'm a little boy. That seems boy. like that would also <laughs> so weird. That's a great joke. That's a great joke. Actually, uh, I thought man. you were going to go buffalo to the why buy the cow joke, but I appreciate where you went with that. Great, <laughs> great chase scene within a joke. Anyway, they, uh, great chase scene, and uh, they end up fighting them, and they get beat fairly quickly um, by the chi blockers. <laughs> they immobilize them, and then Naga steps in to save the day. Um, and then Cora freaks out because she can't bend. And Mako seems like he's been chi blocked before. He's like, "Calm down. It'll you can't bend right now, but it'll you'll get your bending back. Don't worry." Which I think is a great uh, foreshadowing to what comes later on. It's like, all right, hey, like at worst, these group of people might take your bending away for like a second or something. Um, <clears throat> and and uh, but yeah, but later on, you're like, all right, that's not the whole thing <laughs> kind of raises questions about mako i keep wanting to call yeah. mako because mako tsunami because i'm playing Yu-Gi-Oh. but mako it raises like you're supposed to raise an eyebrow of like how does he know about this stuff yeah uh oh before that also i, I love one of the things i absolutely love about the legend of Korra is Korra's relationship with the airbending kids mm-hmm. like she's like practicing uh going through the the whirly thingies <laughs> technique and she's doing really great she she goes through it and then mako comes up because he's looking for Bolin, and then they're like "Ooh, there's that guy you talked about they drive you crazy and Iki's like does he drive you crazy in like a you want to hit him kind of way or crazy like you love him kind of way and then <laughs> and then gora just like earth bends him away and they like they they're they're so natural airbenders and they just kind of like fall gently to the ground while still like listening in on her conversation with mako she uh, she handles them uh, appropriately, like. But she doesn't yeah. get annoyed at them like you might at other people. Like if strange kids were bothering me, I'd be like, "Go away, kid! I don't want to talk to you right now." But yeah, she she handles them very nicely. Yeah, she's definitely a big sister to them, or like that cousin. That's that's the close cousin, the good yeah, one, like the cousin. one you yeah. like. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was trying to think of a good cousin, but after a while, I was like, nah, I don't really have a. I have like 20, cousin. 20 cousins on one side of my family, so I got a ton of choices. A ton of choices. I mean, I only hung out with like one of my cousins growing up, and he kind of bullied me or picked on me. And then after a while, like when I turned thirteen, I was like, you know what? I don't need this person in my life, and so I just stopped hanging out with them at that point. Just and we still a mature don't. decision of you to make. <laughs> And we still don't really talk that much when we see each other because I I still have pent up, I guess, uh, animosity. Hey, if you can't say something nice. (laughs) Uh, I got like 20 on one side and then just three on the other side, but they are all uh, very, very different than me, but it's still nice. We all get along. Yeah. Um, All right, so they get chi blocked and they they do some... um, Oh, really interesting. Mako tells Cora that like Bolin, like he's all I have. Like since our parents died, our parents were killed by a firebender. 
so something I was thinking about because Mako's one of those underappreciated characters, I think, in the fandom, and even I don't really appreciate him that much. But I think what could have helped his character out is if they would have shown that flashback of his parents being killed by by the firebender, because then you would like. There's a reason why they keep showing us Batman's parents being killed because it is integral to that character. It, it drives everything that he does like and as a batman fan i don't care how many times i, I see bruce wayne's parents getting killed like i i won't say i love seeing that sounds morbid but it's it's it is the flashpoint of this character it, you know, he, he turned tragedy to triumph and so i i enjoy seeing that moment um and i think it's like an extreme moment, emotional connection in the most dramatic possible way yeah and and I think it would be interesting because it would also show why Bolin and him are so different, right? Because they would be like Batman and Robin, right? Batman was was uh, was so young. He was he, he was at that perfect age for this to be so damning to his psyche. He was old enough to know what his parents' love felt like. But he was young enough that he thought it would last forever. He was not young and naive enough. And when that whole thing shattered, it broke his broke his mind. Right? Dick Grayson was like thirteen when his parents died. He was, you know, he was old enough to enjoy the love and experience with them. But he was also old enough to know that, like, all right, life is it's not fair. These things happen. He he was able. He was old enough to process it. But Lynn would have been like, I don't know, five or something, right? He would have been young enough that it probably didn't um, damage him nearly as much as it did Mako or affect him that much. Also, Mako had to become the responsible one to take care of his little brother. And so I think if you would have shown that flashback, you would have shown like, you know, pretty much Crime Alley, right? Coming back from a, a great family, great family trip or family outing. And then you see his parents getting. Um, brought down by a firebender and you see just Mako holding on to little bo- baby Bolin or little Bolin um, not baby, he wouldn't have been a baby, but little Bolin and protecting his younger brother that he calls. Maybe he even lightning bends at, oh, that would be good to Kill this first criminals at age no, eight, no. seven, eight. <laughs> Whatever, he could have done it. If he lightning bended out of just pure like pure vengeance. <laughs> Out of pure vengeance, and he didn't control it. He killed them, and that would have created a really interesting, you know, really interesting character. Are we supposed to assume that Bolin and Mako's parents, that one is a firebender and one's an earthbender? Uh, that is, yes, that's true. What is it the chance that they like came from one of those colonies, one of those Fire Nation colonies? Uh, his can- mother is a firebender. I don't know where she comes from. I believe she does come from the Fire Nation. Yeah. And his father, he is from Bossing Se. Because when they when they go and meet the grand grandma, she says like, Oh yeah, he left and he met a girl from the Fire Nation. Um and so yeah. It would have been cool if it was from like the fire that like one of the remnants of those fire colonies from the from the promise or something like that. Yeah. Oh, well. uh, but anyway, I would have liked to to see that flashback of, of Little Mako and, and Bolin, I think that would have helped really um, inform the char- those two characters in that, that brotherly dynamic. 
<clears throat> maybe if maybe if Cora had like I don't know extra episodes, they would have probably been forced to just like fill in time. Um, because the thing about Avatar: The Last Airbender is that Brian and Mike actually only wanted thirteen episodes like per season, but Nick was like, "Oh no, we would like to be twenty. And they're like, "All right, that's fine. We can we can do that." And so and I think they filled it the in. Great divide happened. <laughs> you know what? Today, John Carla Volpe, who directed that episode, a uh, friend of the show, not really, but he's a friend of the show. He talked he to us one it. time. It was pretty cool. No, a couple times, but uh, he often talks about <laughs> how that episode is terrible. So. Uh, he tweeted out today, this person tweeted, like, what image from a TV show still hunts you? <laughs> he put up a picture of the Great Divide. <laughs> and it then, just, they, so I was in a, I was in the middle of, like. just made that shit up, and it could have, it could have had it, some resolution and some closure and been fine, but just Aang making some shit up to. The thing is, it's not his fault. He's an animation, like, director, right? He didn't come up with the story of it. Yeah. Also, oh, I think yeah, he did a yeah. good job. I'm not, at, I'm not at, blaming at, friend of the show, Giancarlo yeah. Volpe, for for all that. <laughs> also, he uh, he did do the, the, one of the highlights of the episode is the two animation styles for the two flashback stories. But I, also, I was I was I was I was messaging, I was tweeting, subtweeting him, and I was going to say like, "Hey, you know, it, it's okay. It's not your fault." Also, I don't even think. <clears throat> in my head, my, my least favorite episode isn't The Great Divide. It's actually Bottle of the Water Tribe. And before I before I sent that, I was like, you know what? I should check to see who directed this episode. And it was him, too. <laughs> Bottle of the Water Tribe is a great example, uh, alluding to earlier, one of those episodes where if this one person had just done this one very normal thing, this stupid sure. episode wouldn't have happened. Like, this very human average thing to have done but instead he went out of his way to be an asshole <sighs> sorry Jean Carlo Volpe those uh, aren't we, we understand that it's but, a bigger process than just you uh, but I, I did not I did not tweet that at home because I, I don't it's a good choice, like it's a good choice. Criti- I don't like critiquing because that's that's rude to me to just even though it would have been it would have sounded like a burn over text like without the context of conversation it would have sounded yeah. like you're being really mean you're like hey listen I know you hate that one but don't forget this piece of shit <laughs> I don't want him to then think like I used to think when people hated one of my episodes now someone hates no he's like laying at home awake like I didn't know yeah this whole time but no love love John Carlo Volpe he's, he's uh, uh, very active on, on the socials Excellent follow. Um, man, we are tangenting the crap out of this episode. Uh, um, mostly my fault. I'm going to take credit for that. But that's all right. That's okay. There's not that much that happens in the episode, but a lot happens in, uh, towards the end of the episode. It is a really good foreshadowing episode. Real big on that. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, they track down the uh, the revelation, as, as they call it. This is going to be this, at this Equalist rally. So Cora and Mako go there. They have some nice little intimate moments between there. I don't care. <laughs> I'm not a. I'm not. I don't think I was even a Makaro shipper at that time. I think, I'm pretty sure my daughter definitely ships them too. <laughs> I. I mean, I haven't thought about it enough, especially trying to watch sort of with a fresh uh, perspective. Uh, but the shipping, yeah. you know, it's it's just not my strong suit and not something that interests me. So I'm going to reserve judgment for now. Yeah, um, so they go to the rally, and 
Amon is up, and Amon is voiced by, um, oh my gosh, I'm, uh, Steve Bloom. Steve Bloom is a great voice actor. He's a legend. He he voiced Spike and Cowboy Bebop, Wolverine, and X-Men, and the Wolverine. He's vo- voiced several other characters throughout video games and, and television. And, and sort of uh, deep and foreboding. Yeah, but he has he has a really great, like, gravelly sinister voice that he that he can do um he and he he plays amon he does a great job uh so amon tells the fake story which at this time as an audience member you don't know it's fake but that his parents were killed by firebenders which creates an interesting thing about firebenders i remember watching the at the time when it came on i was like oh i wonder if, if the same firebender who killed mako and Bolin's parents was the same person who killed amon's parents because it's just it was just lining up. We so learned about like, oh, both this... in the same episode. It seems like a reasonable. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so then he, he talks about how the spirits gave him a vision, gave him the power to take away bending. Um, which, man, the fan theories. All right, so then he brings out Lightning Bolt Zolt. And, and Lightning Bolt Zolt is a, a crime lord, essentially, in Republic City. And he talks with like one of those New York accents, like, "Hey, buddy, you gonna regret this?" I mean, yeah, it's like Not the John Mulaney of but... New York accents. Like, it's pretty. They lay it on pretty thick. Yeah, which goes with the whole like nineteen twenties gangster vibe that, that <clears throat> Legend of Korra goes with. Um, and this animation, this scene is is really good. All right, so he's he's lightning bending at him, and then Amon just. Just sort of turns him, and then when he goes to take away his bending, like he you know bends him down, like lightning bolts old, like lightning's coming out, like almost um, on a force, as if like all this energy has to come out. And it's really interesting if you listen to commentary. Um, Brian is like, yeah, so the, the lightning comes out, and then the fire comes out, and like it's all kind of gone. Like it, it was. It was uh, simplifying that like that bending is is, is out of him, uh, which is a, a great animated scene um if you suffer from was it uh, um is it epilepsy <laughs> uh, uh like yeah with the blinking lights potentially causing seizures or things like that Flash yeah this would be the episode to, to not watch because <laughs> there's a lot of lightning just, going on just listen to our episode and then skip the actual <laughs> episode yeah and, and cora is taken aback by it because and you got to think about Korra, like, bending to her is, like, the greatest thing of all time. And she is the Avatar, and bending defines being the Avatar. I think she is frightened um, seeing seeing that happen. Um, oh, yeah, and, man, the, the fan theories were crazy back then about, like, who who was Amon. Like, that was, uh, that was a lot of the intrigue of the show at the time. So, uh, Legend of Korra, season one, in, in some ways, it's... It was better the first time watching it, but also, you know, a lot of other stuff gets better as well. But just that intrigue, like, and the way Legend Core is paced, especially season one, it's 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 really cool not knowing going in what's what's going to happen because there's so many theories. Like, there was theories that Amon was like an offshoot Avatar. Like when Aang was shot by Azula, it in- inadvertently created like two pathways of the Avatar because he died. 
It doesn't seem to age right unless a mon's really old, but I generally like I appreciate that theory. It's kind of cool. Well, it was like he created a, a like it could have been a mon. Mon could have been the Nets one in line, or it could or someone could have died. Oh, I see what you're saying. Then, then, what you're saying. Yeah, because, a mon wouldn't like, have to be like a hundred years old or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But he would only be. Because he could be. Uh, yeah, he, he would. He would be. He'll be sixty. Okay, he'll be sixty. Wait, no, it'll be seventy. Probably seventy-ish, give yeah. or take. Yeah, because if, cause if, if like if Aang never died, he would be core seventeen. He died at sixty-six. He would be eighty something, eighty-three. And so uh, then, previous avatars lived to two hundred. Why can't one offshoot avatar live to eighty? You know, and be healthy. Yeah, he's he's only half wow. done. Yeah, uh, I appreciate, so now Marco, appreciate the theory though. So now Mako Cora is freaking out because Bolin is up on the stage and Amon is like, he's going to equalize every, every one of them, take their bending away. And Bolin, of course, is the last one. So they got to make a distraction. Cora goes in and fights this guy. One thing, big freaking guy. Mm-hmm. And Cora beats him up, knocks him out. Which again, Cora is great at hand to hands. Like, sure, she can bend all four elements or you can catch her hands. Like, either way, she's good. Um, and then uh, and they get Bolin out, and then they have an, a pretty cool fight with uh, Amako Bolin have a fight with the lieutenant, which that's all we know his name is to be. But he's really like he takes out both Mako and Bolin. Like he's he's no joke. He's very skilled. Even though before I called him the Team Rocket of <laughs> of of Avatar, um, he, he's still very uh, very very skilled fighter. At the, at the part where we're at in the Pokemon podcast, Pokemonarchy, Team Rocket has not yet proven themselves to be just, like, bumbling buffoons. Like, they haven't devolved oh, okay. to that level really? yet. They're still just legitimate crooks. So, you know, it's possible. <laughs> Confidence is key. They still have it right now. Yeah. Man, I was watching a recent, whatever the most recent season where Ash actually wins. And, like, they were working at some food at a restaurant or something i was like where where the heck why are they working at a food restaurant <laughs> i'm i'm telling you it's a it's a fun show obviously it's important and valuable to me but it is not a good show it's it very clearly originated as something else oh yeah but uh yeah so they get they get um, I forget who beats the lieutenant. Did Cora beat him? I think Cora comes along and beats him. Am I thinking yeah. that right? Sort of. Yeah, yeah. She kind of knocks. She knocks him out. Yeah. Because um, then Naga grabs Bolin like by the collar. <laughs> He's just like and they're running away. He's like, I want to be on your back. <laughs> just see. I know. Naga has a great role so far in the series, and then I've also watched one additional episode ahead in potential preparation for recording two today. And uh, Naga continues to play a, a very active role in a great way. Yeah. Doesn't play a big role in some other seasons coming up, which I mean that's fine. Yeah, it's fine. yeah. yeah. She's no uh, she's no Appa, but it's fine. She's yeah, great. I mean Appa. Only well, Appa is necessary for them to travel. To the different places. I think that's part of the thing oh. here is they had to make Appa more of a character in other in other ways, maybe right? Just for 
maybe they didn't have to, but seemed to try to. Oh yeah, yeah. He yeah he would have ended up just becoming just a means and ends instead of the means to our hearts. Exactly, exactly. Uh, two things I want to touch on that probably not today, but future episodes and throughout this season of Korra that I really look forward to talking about is among these other kind of theories and in in my opinion, in a weird way of how he's maybe too OP for my taste for villain, like he's a great villain, uh, but maybe being a bit too OP, but I think we can have really cool moral discussions about the, about the equalists. And um, in Amon, as this season goes on, I'm really looking forward to some of those. Uh, yeah, and uh, uh, yeah. Anyway, so they get away, and Amon does the whole like villain thing of like, let them go. She'll be a great messenger, and yeah, she goes and tells Tenzin. Even Tenzin is like, that's impossible. Like only the Avatar can do something like that. Which, which is why that led to a lot of fan theories of like, well, if only the Avatar can do it. Tenzin, yeah, and, like Tenzin said it. He told us, right? There. Uh, yeah, so that's uh, pretty much the episode. It is a uh, shocking. I remember the first time watching that first time through in my Topeka house, and I'm just—I mean, I'm pretty cynical. I'm like, whatever. He just like, he just like, chi blocked him, and that guy's gonna get up, and he's gonna be able to energy bend. It's just a fancy chi blocking, and mm, so then. Yeah. Uh, in coming episodes, I believe, if memory serves me right, I started to get like more legit scared. I was like, "Oh no, it's kind of real." Yeah, there's there's an episode. Um, I think a voice in the dark is what it's called. That's the next one. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the next one. Okay. Yep. Yeah, we'll we'll get to it when we talk about. It. But it, it's it it talks about Amon. It, I feel like it frames Amon ceiling bending in a way that's like so. Um, it makes it real violent, maybe. and it makes it, it, it makes it almost feel like a um, like a like a breach of. I I don't want to. I don't I don't want to um, belittle like things people have gone through and and stuff, but it makes it feel like Amon is 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 like a, attacking people. Um, Harassing is not the word I'm looking for. Abusing, even, even, even that's not a sort of psychological word. warfare, uh, mental yeah. abuse. I, yeah, I, get, we'll get, I get what you're saying. I can't yeah. think of a word to to sort of fit it, but yeah, that's next episode is a big one where it still doesn't kind of prove that there's not like a trick to to what he's doing, but it does make it feel very real and sketch, and you kind of get the get the uh get the fear put in you yeah i feel like this is the episode that things start to finally pick up also because we're just now being introduced to the main antagonist of the season mm-hmm. absolutely let's let's get to some ratings ratings all right so here we go rating for audio visual eight and a half great animated episode i think that the two uh call outs is the chase and definitely Amon taking away uh, lightning bolt zolts bending, just great, great, great stuff there. Story eight and a half, really great introduction to Amon. Um, they're really starting to lay the foundation for the the season as it goes forward. Um, memorable gave that an eight. Um, it's just a, I don't feel like anything, um, oh, very memorable happened besides Amon taking away the bending. 
which I mean I could give it eight and a half, but eight was suitable. So yeah, brings out to still eight. a great score, no shame there. Yeah, eight point four out of ten. I was very similar. I had audiovisual as as eight point five. There's a lot of you see and feel a lot of things in the city in this episode that are pretty cool. Story eight point five. It did a nice job of stringing me along through the entire through the entire time. Like at the beginning when Bolin's looking for money, you don't really know where it's gonna go when he follows that triple threat triad. Like you assume he's just gonna get into some trouble. They're gonna break him out of jail. It's like no, he's gonna lose his bending. It's pretty like it ramps up in a hurry. And memorable, I kind of felt the same. Um, it's not that you don't learn important things, but the only thing I remembered about this episode was, you know, Amon being on stage and, and stealing somebody's bending from, or removing somebody's bending in a public forum. And that's really all I came with it. So, I mean, it's still not bad. 8.2. That brings us to a 8.3. Very respectable rating in the realm of Korra. And that is book one, air chapter three, the revelation. There's a cre- that's a pretty creepy picture. Really. It's a it's a yeah it's a definitely. I don't I've never looked at look at the anguish on his face. Like it's the lips are so exaggerated. Thing, yeah, and I mean you can't see it there, but like you mentioned, the lightning all kind of coming out. Like uh, you know he's out of losing control, and then the fire, and then it's just like. I don't know. It makes me think of a video game. Like I just used up the last bit of my magic power, and I'm definitely gonna die because I didn't manage my resources very well. So, yeah, bad for both. Ran out of. Man, it reminds me of the end of uh, Zelda, Ocarina of Time. You run out of magic because you can't use light arrows. Yeah. Anymore, so you just. I was I gonna I go to the Dragon Quest hero in Super Smash Brothers, uh, you know, Ultimate, but teach their own. Teach their own. Do you do you have the DLC pass for that? Did you ever use him? No. Nah. Uh, well, I don't think you're a JRPG guy, but he has a move, his like down and B special. It brings up a list of four spells that just like tropes from the game, um, but the list isn't the same every time. So you have to press it and then quickly read and quickly remember what each one does and how much of your magic power. And it's totally useless. But there's one or two out of a group of twenty spells or whatever that are stupid. Like, stupid OP, like, one-hit kill. Um, so I don't think you can use him in tournaments anymore just on the off chance that somebody's really good at hitting down and B several times and getting to that one or two spells is kind of weird. Anyways, big tangent. Episode full of tangents. That's fine. It is an interesting episode, though. Good episode. I'm glad we got to appreciate our fans slightly more properly or to amend that ever so slightly. We will be back next week for... I already forgot a Voice in the Dark. And that's a that's a I big, believe so. yes. Uh, maybe a flashpoint for Cora in this season, in a way. Uh, it's a big one. So that'll be next week. In the meantime, thank you for listening or watching this week. I'll definitely post the right audio version this time. It's going to be great. Thanks, Chris. Nice to talk to you. And this has been Avatar The Last Podcasters. <laughs>